but for me it is good to be near God. I have made the Lord God my refuge, that I may tell of all your works. Psalm 73, verse 28. Uh, you and I talked uh, a few days ago about um, this whole idea of God being near, which I think for many people is a very foreign thought. Uh, and you quoted from James, and I, I kind of remembered that actually Paul, when he was in Greece, actually made the same claim, claim to the intellectuals that were on the Areopagus, I think it's called. And uh, he says towards the end of his, or his uh, identifying who the unknown God is, uh, he says, and he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth having determined allotted periods and boundaries of their dwelling place and they should seek god and perhaps feel their way towards him and find him yet he is actually not far away from each one of us for in him we live and move and have our being so um and i'm just I think it's anybody that's been in the Bible understands that uh, God is uh, not a foreigner to the human condition. Um, the problem is not him, it's us. That we have kind of uh, gotten outside of the mainstream of uh, uh, his presence. And so we can't find him because we're not even searching. Yeah, well... I think the interesting part of that context is it's the passage where the Apostle Paul walks around the city and he feels this heavy burden. I forget the exact language, but he sees all of these idols where people put their false confidence and finds one that is called the, um, the one without a name and uh, the nameless idol. And he comes and says, I'm going to tell you this. And he begins with their poetry or he ends with their poetry. He's, he's really very winsome in his approach to these uh, people. But he says something in this about God being very near. It says, um, God has ordained the times and movements of people. So some might uh, seek him and find him, even though they're groping in the darkness. And the, the Greek word is really powerful here, Hill, this idea of groping. Um, we are a lost, uh, groping in darkness people, even though we think we're so uh, astute and um, uh, alert to everything. And yet God pursues us. He's near. He's tapping us on the shoulder in different ways and saying, hey, I'm here. I want to be in relationship with you. And as we move from that aspect of recognizing him, the psalmist says, then the Lord becomes a refuge for us rather than someone who is ominous and threatening. He's very close as a support and uh, our salvation. So in my translation, it says to the unknown God. Um, yeah, yeah, the unknown God, correct. That, I couldn't think of the name, and your translation is correct. It's ESV. It's your translation, too. Um, but I think that uh, what you're talking, when we're talking about lostness, I think the... Uh, this place where are, there are all these gods, we're just, just actually mimicking human uh, characteristics, um, show that inside us, embedded within us, is a desire for God. 
but they haven't uh, landed at all in the right place. Uh, so, I mean, their humanness is the fact that while they are lost, they are trying to make up a god. And that's what idols really are about. They're false gods. It's speaking to uh, our desire to be in relationship with God, that connection with him, that um, we recognize that flourishing in our life will not be realized within our own scope of things. But uh, as the writer of uh, Ecclesiastes says, uh, God has put eternity in our hearts. There's a longing there. It's It, it involves things like purposefulness and our identity and sense of belonging and experiencing the transcendent. And we can see in contemporary society, though we don't have wooden or stone idols around us, we've created other things that fill those gaps when they're uh, really uh, longings to be in relationship with the living God. So no matter where you are, you still have embedded in your heart uh, what God planted there, which is a longing for eternity, which is a longing for him. Amen. That's true.